Welcome to episode 59 of the Cake Watch podcast <laughs> with me, Chris Kendall. Um, I'm an EU official. I'm a Eurocrat working for the European Union. But that's not why I'm on this podcast. I'm on the podcast in a strictly personal capacity. And with me is... Steve Bullock. Um, I, what, what am I? It's so long since I've done this. What do I normally say? Uh, you, um, you sort of say that you're, you're an advisor for Alan Smith, but you're not anymore, are you? I'm not. No, I'm not anymore. No, um, I'm a. Uh, uh, d- I tweet. <laughs> I tweet stuff on Brexit. Uh, I used to be a negotiator for the UK in the ah, see, EU. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's and, been uh, yeah. Welcome. We're back. We're back. Super professionally back. Yeah. It's been so long since you and I did one together. When? How long has it been? It has been ages. I think it's been three or four months. At least. It has been a really long time. And, um, yeah, it feels a bit... It feels like... Well, it's the rentree, isn't it? It's We're all back. It I is mean, rentree, exactly. Yeah. Lots of stuff has happened. Um, let's not even talk about Brexit yet. I mean, you, you've been... You've moved house? I have. When I, just, when I first moved here, I thought rentree, which is re-rentree. <laughs> I, well, I, well, no. I thought it was. I thought it was having two starters. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, I've moved. Oh, God, yeah, God. I've moved Very house, good. or I'm in the process of moving house. I'm building a new studio. Um, did you go? And, did you go away at all? Yes, we went to my amazing friend's Bart, who is also the singer in my band. We went to his wedding in Puglia, which Ooh. was. Nice. Exceptionally, exceptionally lovely. So it was wonderful. Ooh. Yeah, we had a lovely time just oh, for a week, but it envious. was really great. Yeah. And the rest of the time, I've been so. <laughs> we we we've moved house, but we've moved from the house we rented, um, to the and and we we bought the house next door to the house we rented, <laughs> uh, and it's it's kind of the same house. It was made by the same architect at the same time. <laughs> um, so, but it was done up like quite brilliantly by the previous owners and the one we were renting was kind of tumbled down and nothing worked. And if you turned the washing machine on at the same time as the dishwasher, uh, the electricity blew yeah. <laughs> and everything turned off and stuff like that. And there were a few window panes missing and anyway, yeah. Um, but also we just got to the point after like 15 years, nearly 15 years in Brussels, of just having a house full of total crap as well. Um, so we're, yeah, so we're moving gradually. We've got a crossover and we, instead of, it, it would be much easier if we were moving like 10 miles away and we just hired people to do it. Yeah. But we're not, um, we're doing it all ourselves. We're literally just moving next door. We're literally moving next door, but we're trying to marry condo the shit out of it. Yeah. So that we don't just fill a new house with crap. I mean, I mean, we're, we're, we're both kind of hoarders about these things. And mm. I mean, I think if, if we were both, if, if me and Mrs. Moog were both single, I think there'd be every chance that Mrs. Moog could turn into a sort of mad cat woman. And and I could turn into one of those people that's just got a house full of things they found. 
you know, <laughs> but just completely piled up. And when you when you when you die, between, they have to sort of them. carve a passage through the stacks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Newspapers yeah, and TV completely, dinners. Completely, to yeah, reach completely. The yeah, yeah. I mean, I found I, I opened a file that I found that mustn't have been open for years, and I found well, yeah, and I found the agenda for a management committee from like two thousand and six in it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we, yeah, this has got out of hand. So, uh, yeah, but this necessitates building a new recording studio, and uh, which I made some progress on. But, but it doesn't have doors yet, which is why listeners, keen-eared listeners, will notice that there's quite an annoying slap echo coming from the back wall because it doesn't have, a, yeah, it doesn't have a door yet. So, uh, there's a, d- a dining room with a stone floor behind it. Creating a, a slightly irritating echo, which so I'll try and eke you out. Let me describe what I'm looking at here. I'm I'm looking at in my Skype window. I'm looking at you in this beautiful new studio space with guitars hanging from the walls, and there's an enormous sort of red thing behind you, which I suppose is one of your sound devices. It's, called, it's co- rather pleasingly, it's called a gobo. A gobo. Gobo. Which is a musical, which is a movable uh, sort of sound absorption mm-hmm. panel. You know, and the, 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 when you see the Be- the pictures of the Beatles in the studio, they've all like got pa- you know Ringo's got panels, uh-huh. fabric panels around them. You know, and um, no, Chris, Chris doesn't look. Chris, Chris is, yeah, you're aware that there was a popular beat combo called the Beatles, right? <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, yeah, so it's. Um, uh, so I'm trying to simulate a, simulate there being a door on the studio, but it's from what I hear, it's not really working. But you know, the last podcast um, prior to this one was back in August uh, that I did with Jason Knoll, uh, and when I mm. when I when I started doing the podcast with him, uh, I, I you know the way that we usually do it, I, I we skyped into each other, and he was somewhere in North America, and I sort of said to him, "Have you have you got your setup?" And he sort of looked at me and went, set up? <laughs> and I realised that he had absolutely no kind of... Means to record or... Nothing whatsoever. So it was literally a case of my... I just recorded the Skype call that he was yeah. doing with his little iPhone mic thing. And honestly, I, 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 I doubt that most listeners will have heard much of a difference between the quality, sound quality in that and all the... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm harshing your vibe here, Steve. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, do people really hear a big difference with all the sort of setup that you've got? And why well, did it sound like shit? Content was good, but the sound was <laughs> dreadful. No, but seriously, um, well, I mean, there's a lot you can do with audio stuff, but the uh, the think- best the be- the best way always to approach it is. Um, instead of putting crap in and then trying to make it sound good, you should make it sound good and then make it sound better afterwards. Mm. Um, as incidentally, I had a viral thread on sound engineering and Boris Johnson's speech yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, where you adjusted the the levels in his podium speech, where he did, where yeah. he had his Ceausescu moment. Yeah, Ceausescu. It really was. It really was. It really was. <laughs> Well, yeah. We so, were, how was your, how was, so how was your how was your summer? Um, so the net <sighs> the net the net result of this is that I'm shattered, actually. Yeah. But, but I'm very happy to be back doing cake watch, and um, yeah, and I'm sorry that I 
dropped out of it for a bit, but I kind of got the point where I had nothing. Yeah. I just really felt like I had nothing at all positive to say, and it ended up in a totally negative frame of mind. Um, and going around telling everyone, sort of doing a James Patrick, <laughs> telling everyone how shit it is and how fuck, how we fucked up and so on is just not really very helpful. So, and I've taken a few Twitter breaks since then for for very much kind of the same yeah. reason as well. Yeah. In that it doesn't help me and it doesn't help anyone else. And going around demoralizing people who are trying hard isn't uh, isn't hugely isn't hugely helpful. Constructive criticism, everybody must listen to and must reflect on but um me just coming on going that's all wank is not mm. going to help anyone so mm. uh so yeah that no, was no i think that fair really enough. yeah yeah no i don't know i've had a i've had an incredibly busy summer um i was um in canada and then i was in australia um <laughs> You sound and, like a British trade minister doing a tour of the Anglo. I know, Kanzak, my, my Kanzak <laughs> Ultra Romanian. No, I, I took my um, Ultra Romanian T-shirt that I got off Romaniacs and I, I posed in front of the Sydney Opera House and I posed in front of the Canadian Parliament. Um, and um, I, got a, I got a wonderful T-shirt from DJTs. If you haven't, I'm happy to happy to recommend DJTs because I buy loads and loads of T-shirts from them and they're really good. Um, I buy loads of music music T-shirts from them and they have people that you would never get, you would never ever find a T-shirt for, like, you know, Alvin Lee from uh, 10 Years After and and people like that, you know. Um, but they have a Brexit series and I, I bought one that I had, I just had to buy it that um, just says on the front, um, it's just text and it just says, well, look, this is really awkward, but... I want to make it absolutely clear that I voted to stay in. <laughs> so I've been wearing that around Brussels and it gets great looks. <laughs> yeah, I've got a mug that has that on it um, and it does tend to uh, break the ice at meetings. <laughs> yeah, Don't blame me, I voted to remain. I think, yeah, and uh, yeah, they, yeah. people like that went in the queue. At the, at the but it's just so English to put all of those words on the T-shirt as well. You know, yeah. gosh, awfully sorry. Yeah. Very huge round. So, yeah, so, so I did how a... Was your, so how was your tour of the Anglophony? Well, it was interesting. I mean, it was one of those, it just brought home just how deluded this uh, notion is of, of, of certain Brexit types that we can have some kind of revived white Commonwealth Empire Mark II. I mean, these countries, they're, they're looking at us and thinking, what the hell is going what on? I mean, everybody, they've moved on. I mean, they are no longer colonies of of the Victorian Empire. But it's exactly the same with Ireland. You know, you've got the Canadians going, look, this will all be fantastic if you just do yet another fucking trade deal that took you 10 years with the EU. If you just do one like that with us, but, you know, better in lots of ways that we want, then we'll all be laughing. And the Canadians are going, look, who, who... who even are you guys? Oh, yeah. you're you're the guy with the Queen of Well. Yeah, okay, yeah. well, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, um, it's 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 bonkers. It's, and also, you know, these countries are different. They're not European. I mean, they're they're great, but they're they're different. They don't have the same kind of standards as we. They don't have the same food as we do. They don't have this. I mean, it's just different. Mm. You know, it's just. I different. Say, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Canada. I'd never been, and then my oldest friend moved to Canada. Like, I don't know. 12 or 13 years ago. Um, so I've been a few times 
to see him and while we've been there we've 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 gone around it and i have to say i absolutely adore canada but i don't adore canada for its europeanness i adore canada for like the unique the unique blend they have of uh the things i like about america without the things i don't like about america you know and canada um, yeah canada's an interesting place as you know i spent um four years there um about 50, 15 years ago um working for the year representing posting to the arduous hardship posting to ottawa didn't you you had an arduous hardship posting to ottawa didn't you yeah yeah no it was an interesting place and and as i mentioned to jason um in the in the last podcast the eu is a domestically divisive issue in canada and has always has been and you if you go to montreal and especially if you go to quebec quebec city You'll see. Oh, that's EU... why you don't like Montreal. Okay. No, no, I like Montreal, but I mean, you'll see EU flags <laughs> everywhere, uh, which of course mm. is great if you're there. You think, oh, this is wonderful, until you realise that what what it is is really a, a, an expression of their anti-Americanism. <laughs> They're basically saying, yeah, yeah we are European, we're not <laughs> American. Don't you know? And and no, no, and, yeah. and, and it, 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 the, the converse is true in the in anglophone. I mean, I'm simplifying obviously, but the converse is sort of the, is true in, in in anglophone Canada. So that the whole yeah European issue becomes a proxy for their own internal language okay. wars and and culture wars. So it's um, I I have to say that I'm the kind of tra- I'm the kind of traveller who while while absolutely detesting the British tourists who um. Who who make for they don't even make for British bars they make for Irish bars don't they and eat egg and chips on the Costa del Sol and all that. Mm. Um, I'm an absolute sucker for a Belgian bar and um, Montreal's just full of them and it was brilliant. And I have to say I felt I felt very at home at Montreal. And then just as you were feeling you know coming from Belgium to Montreal, but then just as you're feeling like you've um, like you're at home and you're getting the hang of it, something very, very un-European, or you'll have a very un-European encounter or a very un-European experience that reminds you you're on a, you're very much on a different continent. Mm. There. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I, that's what I spent my summer doing, and as lo- along with um, house renovations and um, various. Um, Various things, and now I'm There's back and I've just uh, middle class pursuits. <laughs> yeah. I'm just I'm just, um, just started a new job yesterday. Oh, congratulations! Thank you very much. Congratulations! Can you are you are you at liberty to say what what you're working on? I can tell I can tell you in, in the podcast listeners, but then I'll have to te- uh, then I'll have to kill you in the podcast listeners. But uh, no, it's, <laughs> it's it's not it's not it's not as exciting as all that. No, I'm 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 still um, slaving away for the EU. Um, but in a slightly different capacity, and now I'm um, Mr. Uzbekistan. Excellent. Excellent. Um, Uzbekistan is endlessly interesting. It is an interesting country, and, and, and in that capacity, I'll be doing a bit more negotiating um, for the EU, negotiating a new agreement. So it'll be, it'll be full of uh, parallels and inspiration for, for this podcast, I'm sure, as we... Um, so I suppose we should, um, we should talk about Brexit and so forth, shouldn't we? Since the Brexit podcast, yes. Luckily, nothing's really been going on <laughs> with Brexit, um, and nothing's really happened today. <clears throat> Actually, did you see just uh, just today they released the season finale of this brilliant series called 
uh, the end of demography in the UK. <laughs> and they they said, you know, and nobody knew whether there was going to be another season or not, and there was the season finale tonight. And I don't want to do any, you know, for people who haven't seen it, I don't want to do any spoilers. Um, but there's going to be another season, basically. <laughs> and we thought there wasn't. <laughs> oh, God. So it's um in Brussels, it's 1am in Brussels. Um, yeah. We've spent the entire evening, or at least I've spent the entire evening with Parliament Live um, on, t- um, on, yeah. on the laptop and, and following Twitter. And it's been, um, it's been pretty interesting, actually. Um, so Boris Johnson's government has just lost uh, the vote on, well... How do we describe it? It's, they've just lost the. They've just lost a vote. <laughs> Standing order twenty four. Yes, well, yeah. which means that the um, which means that the uh, the, part, the House of Commons is going to take a trial tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. which means we're probably lined up for um, a vote tomorrow um, that will oblige the government to uh, avoid no deal and extend. I'll ask for an extension, ask Brussels for an extension should they not have a deal in place by the European Council on the yeah. 17th of um, October. And it's not, and it's not, so what they're proposing is, is pretty well, pretty well drafted. I had an issue with the, the idea that the council will place conditions on a, um, on an extension. Now, we're assuming here that an extension's available, which it might not be, but the general money is that it is, but the conditions get harder. Yes. Um, that's that's the, the the general consensus. It, and, and for once, the consensus in London and the consensus in Brussels yeah, seems, the condition, to, seems, it'll have to be, seems to match up. Yeah, it'll have to be for an election or a referendum. Well, I'm, I, said, I, I said that the March one would have to be and I was wrong. The the E27 were way more concerned with, you know, timing and things like this than they were about a way out. So it, it'll be interesting to see this time if uh, if they are. Because one of the reasons people ask a lot on, you know, on Twitter and so on, why don't the EU do this? And why don't the EU27 do this? Uh, why don't they come to our rescue? Why don't they say that it can only happen if there's a referendum, for example? And uh, and so on. And Steve Pierce is very good on this. Steve Pierce is very good on everything, but he's particularly good on, you know, bursting that bubble a little bit and saying, "Do you think that the EU being seen to intervene in UK matters would be actually positive for the for the for the cause, um, or would it be a fantastic opportunity uh, to to use it?" and and you know, there's, there's, he's he's worn me down a bit. I was one of the people who said the E27 should offer an extension in, you know, February. And they should make clear that it's available and make clear what the conditions would be. And Steve, Steve Pierce uh, argued against me then on these grounds. And as, as time's gone on, I've come more and more round to... I've come more and more round to his point of view on this, actually. Um, Which is that it, the, that it actually that it actually wouldn't be that it actually isn't helpful if the EU forces forces the UK towards Remain. Yeah, but that's um, which it's never which it which it which it's never done. So I don't. So I'm not. I'm not. I don't actually think there will necessarily be a. Um, it can only happen if there's a referendum or a 
election, no. which of what I thought it would be in March. I really, I really thought it would. I, I don't think it will be this time either. Well, I, th- I think the difference um, is that this I time think it's much more. I think it's much more likely to be. I think it's much more likely to be an insistence that this is the last one. I think. I know. I think. I the, think it would be. That. No, I don't think so. I think that the difference is that this time um, you've got Boris Johnson as prime minister, and I think if 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 the request for an extension is simply to give Boris Johnson more time, I don't think they'll offer it. I think that they'll only be interested in... But we've had this in March. But, but it's just Theresa May was Prime Minister in March. But they thought, they thought she'd do it. They believed she'd do it. Yeah. Whereas, and actually, you know, and I did as well. I was wrong about that. Whereas they've got absolutely no faith whatsoever in Boris Johnson. They've got no time for him, no interest in him, and I don't think they want to do any deal with him. Indeed, and actually, maybe the most significant thing about today, tonight, in Parliament, was that uh, the Tories plus DUP don't have a majority anymore. Well, um, not, not only do they not have a majority, but if they follow through on this uh, on, on, on this promise to remove the whip from anybody who abstained or voted against oh, the then government, they've got near, then they are literally majority. 44 votes short because it's 22, it's 22 MPs that have, uh, that will have crossed the floor or at least yeah. who will have lost the whip. So then they're 44, sh- 44 votes short of a majority, 44. But then you saw the, did you see the letter from Stephen Kinnock and other, uh, yeah. Other, other latter day, the sure. latter day elections. But how many are they? I mean, there are a couple, there are what, 13, 14? Oh, yeah, yeah, 13 to 14. So it's, it's significant. So the Tory, the, rebels, the, the, the Tory rebels still, still need to maintain fortitude. I mean, we've seen that um, some of TIG, if, are they still TIG? I've forgotten what they are now. But um, Subri, for example, says, has said that she wouldn't vote against the government and vote with no confidence. So, you know, it's not clear that even having lost the whip, that they're going to vote against the government on everything. Sure, they're going to vote against. They're going to vote against the government on no deal. No, but that doesn't mean they're necessarily going to bring down the government. That's it's not the point. The point is the here. government. The government is forty-four votes short of majority. I mean, that's it's unprecedented. And I, I honestly don't see what the Labour, um, uh, the Kinnock, um single market types. I don't see what they can do. No, I mean, I think it's just the the the, the most unhelpful of unhelpful inventions. Yeah, and what can they do? It's thirteen to do it particularly at this point. And and so I think that the the other so that's one really important thing about tonight, other than just the vote itself. The other really 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 important thing about it is that all of the party leaders. So when Johnson said that he's going to bring a motion, he's going to bring the uh, motion for a general election. Mm. Um, all of the party leaders said no. Yeah. Not until this bill's passed. Yeah, and this is really this is really really significant. And this took this took some some bravery, particularly on the part of Corbyn, also on the part of the SNP, um, who both of which have consistently said we always want an election. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we always want an yeah. opportunity to remove the to remove these people. Yeah. Uh, for di- you know, for di- I think for, for for overlapping but not not identical <laughs> reasons. But um Boris's Boris Johnson's succeeded in uniting in uniting his enemies. So after yes, Corbyn spoke, exactly. uh, Ian Blackford did, and then Joe Swinson did, and then Anna Fubri did, and they all said this, they all said basically the same thing. They all said yeah. Um, 
no, no, we won't vote for an election um, until this bill is there to stop any shenanigans about uh, shenanigans of you calling it and then changing the... No, changing it was debate. very significant indeed. Um, I think that that was and, really... But the significant thing was the unity because it's been a massive frustration for me throughout the summer, but particularly since Joe Winston became leader of the Lib Dems, it has to be said, um, that... Uh, Anti anti cooperation rhetoric has been ramped up and up and up, um, and it's it is since since became leader of Lib Dems, but Labour have been just as bad at doing it. I'm not blaming uh, Lib Dems more than Labour, but there's been a whole lot of unhelpful stuff, and this has whipped up activists who naturally have a loyalty to their to their to their party. You know, to swing in behind this and to start saying, no, we should never go into an alliance with, with him or they're just Tories in yellow in yellow ties. We should never go into an alliance with them and so on. And I've been sat saying repeatedly and being <laughs> called, oh, Christ, I've been called a Corbyn shill. I've been told that I'm uh, enabling anti-Semitism. Um you know, over the, the because my view is that if we need an interim caretaker uh, government of national unity, a GNU, if we need, if we need a GNU, I honestly couldn't give a shit who runs it because it'll be so short term and its actions will be so proscribed and circumscribed that it, it it doesn't really particularly matter who runs it. You just need whoever whoever can run it to run it. And my view was that as leader of the opposition, Corbyn has a right to attempt to make that him. And the only way you could convince him to support someone else in doing it is by him attempting to and failing to do it. So this is really significant. And everybody said at the time, I have a lot of people said at the time that I was getting very annoyed about this, that this was just posturing and it was just politics. And when it came down to it, there'd be unity. And we and they were right today. And I'm absolutely over the over the moon about that because Corbyn's under intense pressure to say to 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 say yes to a elect election. Others were under pressure um to say yes we're ready, yes we're always ready, we're always ready to take seats of the Tories. Remember, you know, S and P are likely to take ten seats of the Tories in Scotland according to current polling. So, you know, in narrow in narrow party interests, um and potentially long-term interests in terms of independence, this is, uh, you know, this is a, a big temptation. So for everybody to say, no, we do this first, and then we talk about general elections, I think was really, really fantastic. And it was a kind of... What we saw today would... What what I think we saw today was the absolute best and the absolute worst of Parliament, because we saw Parliament finally standing up for itself as an institution, not... Yes just individual MPs, not just the opposition parties or an opposition party. We saw from all parties, including the Tories, people standing up for Parliament as an institution. And coming, you know, having worked in the European system, you know, we, we deal with the EP acting as a unified front towards Commission or Council all the time, you know, and standing up for its institutional position. So it was really heartening to see Parliament finally, 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 finally doing this and doing it with unity. At the same time, I mean, we just saw the utter massive pile of steaming ordure that, you know, the government's politics is, is, I was going to say has become, but I mean, I don't even want to 
imply that it wasn't. We're just seeing it more now. You know, I mean, we just for people standing up and lying mm-hmm. to Parliament in a way that even even a year ago was was pretty unthinkable. You know, yeah. um, but we saw people, but we saw people standing up to it and taking it apart. And people from all sides, and this is really, you know, this is really heartening. Well, that's what I was going to say, is that um, I don't normally sit and spend my evening watching Parliament, and generally I try to avoid first... I I, I tend to go to the secondary sources. I try to avoid news about Brexit. No, I do. I tend to to avoid the primary sources. I generally don't tend to listen to um, interviews. Uh, I just generally get, get my information from Twitter, where it all comes through a nice filter. Um, but you know, sat there. Well, even then, I tell you, I I closed down my Twitter account for a week. No, I saw, yeah. And, um, so, but anyway, I really, and it was the it was the best thing ever. I, yeah, if anybody's feeling overwhelmed, I would very, very highly recommend that. I literally didn't look at any news for a week. It was brilliant. But I, so I, I take the piss, but I do understand. Sorry, go on. So I, I, I so I sat there listening, um, and and watching Parliament tonight, and I found it actually really encouraging. It actually really quite significantly changed my mind my mindset i i have been oh. so cynical and and pessimistic for 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 a long time now I've certainly since since johnson arrived you know as prime minister i've been very very down about the prospects uh for the country it just feels very negative and uh, tonight listening to well two things one was listening to parliament tonight there were so many sensible voices and angry voices from right across the house. You think, you know, they, they are vastly outclassing the government, the government benches. I mean, the, 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 not just the government, I mean, the, the, the front bench, vastly outclassing yeah. ministers and in their interventions. They really made Rhys Mogg look amateur, for example. I mean, hearing people... Oh, yeah, like you know, I mean, he looked like a total... But that then the the other dilettante tonight. I mean, yeah. Oh no, he was. He looked like a Bertie Wooster character that he yes. is. I mean. Well, that's that's yes. The other thing is, all this time, these last this last three years, we've been asking ourselves, why is it that the British public don't get out in the streets? We why they can see what's happening. Why don't they get up and get out and go out? And, and they are. They finally are. They are. They and it's a, are. it's an yeah. actual broad public movement of anger and you watching looking at that seeing how people are doing it not just as a one-off march but as a as a you know consistently day after day people are out there blocking downing street you know um that combined with the increasingly angry public interventions by People, by serious people, makes me feel a lot more positive and optimistic than I have been for a long time, actually. I mean, it just does feel as if the lies are all now catching up with them, they've run out of road, and it's falling apart for them. And it- Yeah, and there's, there's a natural tendency for thoughtful, or people who at least try to be thoughtful, to think, you know, fucking hell, maybe I'm going a bit over the top with this Q business, you know? Maybe, you know, maybe we are catastrophizing, maybe, and so on. And then you have people like Bob Kerslake, mm. <laughs> the ex-head of the civil service, going, mm. oh, yeah, 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 absolutely, this looks like a coup. This looks like oh, an yeah. executive coup, yeah. coup and Parliament yeah. has to assert itself, you know, and yeah. maybe civil servants shouldn't obey instructions anymore mm. until 
until Parliament referred its primacy yeah. and we're sure that the government's going to respect the law. Yeah. I mean, we have a list. I mean, the... Isn't it, isn't it weird that all of the things that have happened, the you know, the lies and cheating and so on, have really failed to get outside, to get pushback outside from the public outside of the, you know, the direct Remain campaigns. And it's, it's, it's peculiarly British, the people abusing the unwritten... And part written and codified constitution uh, is what's actually brought people out on the streets. And I have to admit, I didn't think the UK had it in it anymore. And it does look like it has. And it's created huge unity. It has. It's I mean, brought this, people, you yeah. should never... Mm. Yeah. It's, I, read a, I read that it was a quote from Machiavelli that, uh, that the prince should never unite, never act so as to unite his enemies. Mm. And John, Johnson's done this. You know, you've got a, a load of Remainers... Remainer Lib Dem members cheering Owen Jones mm. speaking at the Stop the Coup rally. Yeah. And good. Fucking good. And you've got people yeah, you've got people like me retweeting people like that. And it's ex- and it's and it's excellent. And it's not about Remainer, it's about stopping the the rot the Brexit has caused mm. in politics and politics and society. And you know, I mean we've talked about this at great length, you know, I will the 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 biggest problem with Brexit for me is not the change to the UK's constitutional arrangements as to whether it's a member of the EU or not. I mean, um, the biggest problem is what it's represented, what it's created, what it's inspired, um, yeah. and the 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 the, dece- the descent from relatively sensible country with some with some deep problems that are potentially solvable. To a, a fruit fruitcake country, yeah. you know. Well, I I, and, um, I naively yeah. um, I naively thought before the referendum, I naively thought we would, we would easily win the referendum because Brexit was a far right project, or Brexit was linked to the far right. That the far right owned Brexit um, because they did, um, and so I thought, well, that that you know, so we'll win it because nobody's going to stand up for that. Um, and I was wrong. Um, and it's taken three years for, for everybody to get there. Um, I mean, I think it's always been that. It's always been there. And I think some of us have seen that. Um, but now I, I think everybody the, I, else has... I completely lost faith. I, I had completely lost faith that it was there, I have to say. Um, and also, you know, historically, the British did not have a history of, uh, of street protests. Mm. You know, uh, and and of the and of them making a difference. Mm. You know, it's, it's a it's a total trope, but also with a, a serious grain of truth that you know the French know how to do protests and the English know how to write letters. You know? Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, I think it, I think it's a little bit of a, a cliche because I mean, you know, we have had. It's true that as a general rule, we tend not to do our democracy in the streets in the way that the the, the, the French have done in recent years. But on the other hand. You know, key moments in British political history have involved demonstrations, protests, civil mm. unrest. Some, I mean, getting many, you know, you know, Peter, not many recently. Peterloo and Tollpuddle and yeah, the only one for the only really the only one for a century was really the poll tax, Cable and Street. 
Well, that's not even true. Though. Yeah, I know, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, we, we, it's not as if it doesn't happen. And it tends to be, that's the thing, you know, it tends to be, <laughs> you have to wait for that crisis. Um, but no, I mean, look, look, look at the major it, changes. It's, 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 it's interesting to think about what if, oh yeah, suffragette movement, good point. That's still nearly a century. But no, what's interesting to think about is what is it about this that, that did it? And there's definitely an, uh, a British thing about people just going too far. Yeah. You know, uh, people saying... Taking the piss. Guys, it was, yeah, you're taking the piss now and you're going too far. And I think that's maybe a misjudgment that, uh, that Johnson and his team have made, which I did not expect to be a misjudgment. I was so pessimistic. Hmm. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I still think that, I still think that Johnson would have... Johnson plus the Brexit party in a non-aggression pact would have a very, very good chance of effectively winning a post-no-deal Brexit. Well, we shouldn't. Election. We shouldn't. We shouldn't be. Uh, well, yeah, we should. We shouldn't be uh, complacent. But no, I mean, I, th- I do think that what they've done is they've they've taken an issue that people were incredibly bored by and just didn't want to engage with, which is Brexit. Yes. And they've turned it into something that has absolutely lit the fire under people. And it's just you know anybody you talk to. They're outraged at the idea that Parliament should simply be dismissed by this guy who was elected by who was what well, he wasn't elected he was he was voted in by a, a small selectorate in, in the Tory Party yeah. and it's a minority government in any case and what they're going to dismiss somebody, Parliament you know come on there've been a lot of comparisons with Brown but somebody who was it somebody very intelligent um, was Sam Coates was it Sam Coates who's on Sky now. Yeah, I think it was Sam Coates, who is a very good comment, a very good journalist and commentator. Who said yes, but Gordon Brown was yes, Gordon Brown wasn't personally elected as prime minister, or wasn't the leader of the leader of the party when they won the election, which because you're not elected as prime minister. Um, but he was there on a man. He was there continuing a manifesto, which had been yes. Which the party had been had been elected on, you know, exactly, yeah. and that's what the big that's what the the change the change here. Well, is. That, that's right because um, I mean that's what there was the comment that was made indeed that the, what there was no continuity. I mean, what you saw was effectively a new government. I mean, he got rid of so many people from the government team that it was effectively a new executive, and it was a new executive with a new. Apparently, a new mandate, which is, of course, his argument for saying, well, then that's why we must have a new Queen's speech and that's why we should probably have a new election. And, and I mean, I think that's the strongest argument that, that, that Rees Mogg was deploying today was, well, we have a constitutional way of dealing with this and that way is a vote of confidence. But of course, it's, it's sophistry. We know that it's, there, we know that it's a trap. We know that they're trying to play a trick on us. And, and, and that's fairly transparent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, it's a strong argument. I mean, it is a strong argument. Um, if, if if only it weren't yeah, being used no. in such a cynical way. Well, exactly, and as usual, we see the uh, the difficulty with the we see the difficulty with the constitution is that it's a very very good con- constitution in normal times. Yeah. Um, the thing is that when a constitution really matters, is in bad times. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the site of, I mean, so we had Rab, Gove first and then Rab refusing to confirm that they would follow the law mm. if Parliament legislated for it. And then Johnson saying, I, and it emphasis on I for him, his emphasis, 
I will never ask for an extension. So you say, okay, you'll resign. You'll resign as prime minister. You know, you're at liberty. To, if that's what that, that's what that means. Um, but I mean, the idea that the idea that government wouldn't follow the law um, and deliberately, deliberately. Um, again, I think this is this is part of what's contributed to the to the to the backlash. It's also, um, yeah. I mean, the big thing, the big, and the big thing is Tory MPs. Yeah, that's Tory where MPs I was going. Ha- yeah. Lots, lots of Tory MPs have been hanging in there, yeah. and we've seen a couple. A couple got picked off at the Garden Party, didn't they? De Costa, mm. unbelievably, mm. got picked off, saying, "Well, Johnson's guaranteed yeah. uh, citizens' rights to me, and I believe him." Yeah. And he's like, "I'm sorry, <laughs> what? Idiot, you yeah. believe him? Um, yeah. What? Is, you, you think you're the only one he doesn't lie to?" Um, so yeah, a few have been picked off, but people are going, no, no, I, no, this is, this is, this is it. Mm. Um, I was holding out hope, and you saw a lot of speeches like that today. Look, yeah. I was holding out hope. I wanted a deal. I want us to leave the EU, um, but I won't count on no deal. Mm. Um, and that's obviously the plan now. Yeah, which which, <laughs> which it is. Mm. Which I'm certain, which I'm absolutely, absolutely certain it is, is to win an election now and have no deal, or have no deal and then win an election. Mm. I don't think I particularly care which, as long as it involves no deal and an election. Yeah, well, it would um, have to involve, as people have said, it would have to involve a pretty damn quick election after no deal, because otherwise, yeah, it, 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 it kind of hangs. It's a gamble, isn't it? I and mean, we know he's a gambler, but it's a gamble <sighs> on the the impact being sufficiently delayed to allow for an election, but also the, the blame being attached to others. And, and, and it's the blame. I mean, that, I think that's what they're banging on. They're not banging on the impact being delayed. I mean, okay, yeah, they could do it the week after, um, which just in itself. I mean, just in itself would be a fucking a unbelievably irresponsible move. Yep. <sighs> Having had this happened, and need and needing absolute stability and concentration on mitigating the horrible, horrible effects mm-hmm. of it, mm-hmm. um, to affect to run away again mm-hmm. and say no, no, we're going to be real failed we'll state stability yeah. as as the pound plummets below parity with the euro, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, I, I I did an article. For, I don't know if you saw you were away, but I did an article for the Scotsman. No, um, I missed that yeah. because. I did not. No, sorry, not the Scotsman. Sorry, God no. Um, uh, thank God not. Um, for the national. I was gonna... <laughs> okay. Yeah. I thought that might Andrew be ne- more your Andrew, Andrew Neil's old paper. That would be a bit weird. <laughs> um, uh, if they're listening, I will. I'm, it's not the Telegraph. <laughs> I don't have a blanket ban on it like the Telegraph, the Express, the Mail, and uh, <laughs> Russia Today. Which I will categorise as vague, as largely similar. Um, no, I wrote an article because um, when Johnson met Nicola Sturgeon, she said afterwards in an interview that she'd realised during the she'd realised during the meeting that it was no deal yeah. that that he was that the objective was no deal, and I thought it had been for a long time. Um, and but what she said is that he 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 boxed himself into a corner when no deal was the only answer. Yeah. And he could only have done that deliberately because he continued to do it. He continued to dig deeper and deeper. You know, he'd place preconditions on, on, yeah. any, on any discussions, even with individual member states, that they agreed to ditch the yeah. backstop. I mean, that, that is a way to make sure that discussions don't happen, yeah, you know? Exactly. Um, so she picked it, and it, it really figured. And it, The article was about how... It's all they've got. All they've got is this belief in the great man theory and the belief that Johnson is the great man. Mm. And that 
the uh, jingoistic bluster, table thumping, and cod Churchill impressions have worked on enough people yeah. and will work on enough people. Bear in mind, you only need 35% to win an election, and the Tories don't have to get all of it. They can have the Brexit Party getting 5% of that in key consti- you know, with key constituencies. Um, and it's 35% of the people who vote, <laughs> effectively, that you need. And yeah, I think they're, I think, yeah, you, so it's 20, what, well, it's going to be 28, 29, 30% of the electorate. Yeah, I reckon you can convince a third of people, a third of British people. I think you can convince that it was an act of heroism, an act of the great man and the, you know, making the country great again um, to do it. I think, you know, if you don't think a third, just under a third of people are likely to be taken in by that, you know, I think you have to have a, I think that's a good. I think that's a good bet for them. But if the opposition unites against it and works together, they can they can they can screw that up, you know. So, um, so that's where the, that's where the gamble is. But I but they haven't got, you know they haven't got anything else. They really haven't. I mean, they've got a hundred million for this and a hundred million for that, and nobody believes them anyway. Even the people on their side don't really believe them, even when they're tr- they're, they're 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 promoting them. So, um, mm. uh, and I think the the you've had a lot of MPs going, no, they wouldn't, and they wouldn't do that, and they wouldn't do that, and yeah, yeah, but they won't do that, yeah, but they won't do that, and they will, they'll do anything, and that you know, that, it's very hard when you're up against people who literally do anything. Mm. So, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, so we're presuming as well that the bill goes through tomorrow. As Ian Dunn pointed out that there's, you know, it, it's hard to imagine somebody voting against the the voting no in the vote tonight and then voting yes for the um, or voting yes for the vote tonight and then voting against no, the bill tomorrow. I, mean, I must the say, I was... is, the question is whether it can get through and whether and whether they can whether the government. Whether they can get round government attempts to filibuster and lords and things like that, yeah, um, and whether they can get it done by the end of the week, yeah. No, I must say I was I was surprised at how many people seemed to be quite nervous that it was going to be really close because I I taking the temperature of the discussion in the, during the debate, uh, looking at what various people had said, I th- I, I felt it was. I wasn't surprised by the margin of victory. And that also makes mm. me feel that it's a fairly foregone conclusion. I mean, we're, all, we're talking about a minority yeah. government. <laughs> yeah. um, in this know. context, always, I, I've, I, I, I've just always been suspicious of the, with, with some notable exceptions like Dominic Green, I've always been suspicious of the um, people going wobbly. I've always been suspicious that the Tory rebels are, will, will really, mm. when it comes down to it, actually actually do well, it. It's if, like the Corbyn long game. It's, you know? it's like we said, if, if, they are, if they really are having the whip taken away from them now, after then tonight, then what have they got to lose tomorrow? So, mm. um, again, they've made a rod for their own back there. <coughs> so, I think this is a fuck up. I, but you really see... You really see again the 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 bluster and the aggression that we can do it all through table thumping and yeah. threats and so on. Yeah. We can threaten the EU and they'll reopen the they'll ditch the backstop and re- reopen everything. They won't, and um, they're not scared of Johnson. They're not scared of Cummings. You know, 
it seems as if because because everybody in the immediate vicinity of Cummings, everyone who works in the same office as Cummings is scared of him, that he thinks everybody else is going to be. <coughs> and that just simply aren't. Um, and, and here we see with the Tory rebels as well, when they went over the edge, it's one thing for rumours about deselection and, oh, you've got to be careful of that and all that kind of stuff. I think it's kind of another thing for the chief, the prime minister's chief of staff to say that you're going, you're going to have the whip removed you're going to, and you're not going to be running for the Tories again to people who, as somebody pointed out, he's not even a member of the Conservative mm-hmm. Party. Yeah. Um, so I think they, I think they've also pushed them in the edge, and they oh, say, yeah. "Okay, come and do it. F- yeah. Fuck you." Yeah, Fuck absolutely. You. And I think you know so when that, that's the- that's a story that's not over either. Let's wait and see. No, I, I, so I, I said earlier, I, I I did a tweet earlier this evening that um, got picked up um, by some interesting people. Um, that. This isn't people are sort of saying, "Oh well, we're looking at the death of the Tory Party. The Tory Party is tearing." I mean, no, the Tory Party is dead. It is dead. This is this is this is no longer the Conservative Party. The Conservative Party was a broad church ah, that included all sorts. To this dead. is no yeah. longer what they did. Was this is a party that UKIP ate from the inside, and it is now UKIP wearing yeah. Tory clothes. So, what that means is that there is a huge constituency out there that is not represented. So we're going to see a reconfiguration. I mean, there has to be a recalibration. There has to be a reconfiguration of British politics. It may be that they reclaim the brand. It may be that they create a new yeah, brand. It may, exactly, who knows? Yeah, but yeah. there is that big space yeah. on the, you know, from the from You're the right. centre to the right, um, which is has been the kind of dominant force in British politics for you know over a century, um, that is currently unoccupied. And you're seeing all these people yeah. now, and they, they're the angriest ones of all because they're the ones who've lost their home. These are the mm. people who are more angry than anybody else, and, and and it's not just MPs and former former politicians; it's also members of the public and business people and all sorts of people. And that's only going to get worse as this gets worse, as this situation gets worse. So, what's going to be really interesting to, uh, yeah. is to see well, where I that which goes. One, one of them, yeah, absolutely. One one of them, I, I, one of the rebels. I can't remember which one today. I, I don't think it was Grieve. One of them said, um, Bowles saying, Bowles. he was saying, oh, Bowles made an amazing speech. Yeah, it's very good. He said, Listen, like, I'm, the, I'm, I'm the progressive conservatives, come and join me. So yeah. It was pretty, dope. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I almost thought it was going to be a uh, 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 Chapman style new party, yeah, right yeah. there. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, mean, right I think there. it kind right of was, there. it was, it was uh, certainly an invitation to it. I yeah. think it was, and who knows, because God knows they've got to go somewhere. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I really do think that there is um, space there. And for to be fair, to, you know, to be honest, Chucker during Lib Dems has not gone particularly well for anyone concerned. Yeah. Well, Chuck, I, I, I mean, that would be an interesting journey if Chucker ends up in the Tory party. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, you, but you know what I mean. Is that, that, that he hasn't brought greater uh, greater popularity for the Tory party and mm. for the for the. Uh, Lib Dems, and uh, the Lib Dems had to deal with a lot of his past. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's not it's not the it's not the it's not the cakewalk that uh, some people would would think it would be. Uh, we will see how it, we'll see how the reaction is with Philip Lee um, 
Uh, he was pretty amazing. Yes, he was pretty amazing yes, today. Yes, that was interesting. And I, 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 I re- he, he gave a wonderful, a really, really wonderful interview in which he said that the, the, mo- the moment he knew finally, you know, that he'd suspected the game was up for a long time. Yeah. But the moment he knew wasn't the prorogation. No, it was Rhys Mogg's awful, awful interview on the LBC. Yeah. 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 Where he, yeah. Uh, with, a, with a doctor. Yeah, where he told this consultant neurologist who had, who had written the uh, report on um, the imp- potential impact of, of, of no deal. He basically... Exactly. He's not just a consultant yeah, neurologist. Yeah. He'd written he the report. He was so it, offensive yeah. to him and called him a Ramona and told him that it was just as well that he was no longer... I mean, it was it was it was so offensive. I'm not, so, and that's the thing. I think really, they've, yeah. they've lost sight. They they have overreached. They've overreached. They've lost sight of how this is going down with you know average people. I mean, I know that we have generally become polarised as a nation, but I, I I do think that they have misread quite how. So that, that it's it's this it's this winner takes all mentality and this notion that they think that because they got fifty one percent of the vote in 2016, all of a sudden the whole country's behind them and that they do represent the people. And they don't. They don't. They've, yeah, they, yeah they, they seem to have believed their own yeah, lie. Yeah, exactly. Into their exactly. Own I think, yeah, I think yeah. it's that arrogance yeah. that was, will, will, will sort of undo them, actually, or is undoing them at the moment. Whether it means we'll get to stop Brexit or not, I don't know. But I do think that, that I, I, it, what it's done is given me sort of confidence that we'll, there will be an end to this at some point. And it, it will fall I'm apart. I'm not trying to go that far. No, it will. <laughs> I don't know whether it will be in time for us to save this, but it will. Well, it will happen what, eventually. Well, what it seems, what it seems to have done. So, going back to the, going back to the the bill, which I think is a good bit of drafting, because um, it gets around this. What if they place conditions on it? What if their timing is different to yours? It's got answers to those conditions. It's got answers to those questions. Sorry. Um, so that was really good. What it doesn't do, and there's disagreement about how big a deal this is or how big a threat it is, what it doesn't really do is uh, have an answer to what if Boris uh, goes and fucks fucks it up. So there's nothing to stop Boris. And we know that... we know. So, okay, let's look at the parameters. They'd do anything. Let's look at everything we discuss about the Johnson cabinet and government through the lens that they would do anything, that there is nothing too shitty, uh, too beyond, that the beyond the pale doesn't exist for them. I think that's clear now. Surely nobody has any doubts about that. Um, and there's nothing to stop Johnson ringing up EU27 leaders individually and saying, if you give us an extension, we are going to fuck you up. We are going to empty chair. We're not going to delegate a vote. You'll have no chance on unanimity. You'll make no progress with the MFF or anything like that. What's meant to be the new, you know the the year of the year of renewal, the the, the big new year running up to the new uh, financial period um, is going to be about this. We're going to screw it up. Yeah. But what they did do, and I think I think they absolutely they absolutely would. I mean, I think Johnson would go on TV and say. Mm. I advise, I've been forced to do this, um, I advise EU leaders for their own sakes not to do it because we'll stop at nothing to make their life hell and to threaten them like that. And that, I think there's a re- I think, uh, 
I personally think there's a real threat there. But that, that's what I was but saying earlier, Steve, about why I think that the, the I, I don't think we can take it as granted that, uh, that an extension would be um, yeah. nodded through because it's Boris Johnson we're dealing with here. And I don't think that people but, want him around. No, exactly. But the bill, well, it's the same about Farage in the EU elections. That wasn't no, but Farage case, isn't so. prime minister. Exactly. Yeah, and that is. Exactly I mean, you know, different. you keep is, you keep yeah, sitting at the back of the chamber making antic gestures. I mean, so what? Doesn't really matter. But um, yeah, there is the there is there is the potential to cause serious serious disruption. Yes, and certainly disruption. But I think the way they tried to get around that in the bill is that the what what they have to ask for is a three month extension. Um, now you can have. You can argue that that's not nearly enough to actually get this sorted out, and that's a good, that's certainly a good argument. But I think it closes down that a bit. I think if if Johnson rings Merkel and says, "We are going to fuck you up if you," I fuck you up, Lebowski. We're going <laughs> to fuck you up if you say yes to this. Um, well, she'll say for th- for three months. Who ca- who cares? If it was to mar- you know, if it was to March and looking like it could then be extended into the rest of the year, then that causes real, real, real problems, which I think people have under understated generally, to be honest. But three months, I can see them shrugging and saying, "Yeah, do you, do your worst." You know, we've got the Christmas break in there anyway. <laughs> we'll have the new commission, but they won't get any proposals off the ground until well after the end of January. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll deal with the no British commissioner somehow. Um, you know, so the, the the three month thing I think was really very clever. I think it I think it goes a long way to neutralise my biggest worry the 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 Johnson I'll fuck you up strategy. Um, but as for an end to it, I mean, we still haven't found an end to this, have we? Well, you know, exactly. Labour's, Labour's, yeah. Labour's contention is still right. You've got to be honest about these things, you know. Lib Dems are not going to form a gov- are not going to get a majority of seats. Lib Dems are not going to form a government. So the only way Lib Dems are going to be in government is with Labour. Um, Labour probably couldn't get a majority either. Um, so they're going to have to work together to get to get a combined majority, even even adding in the SNP implied and uh, and Greens. Um, so they're going to have to work together. They're going to have to come to an arrangement, whatever it, whatever it is. Um, and then the question is, look, okay, to avoid no deal, they will, but are they really going to do that in the case of a? Are they really going to do that in the case of an election? And uh, from what I've seen, Swinson and Corbyn, I remain really deeply, deeply skeptical. I, I'm hopeful. I really hope they do. I really, really hope they do. I'm deeply skeptical about it. So we end up with another. If we end up with another hung parliament with combined Brexit Party, DUP, uh, Conservative. Trying to form, trying to form a coalition or confidence supply arrangement as the biggest combined set of votes and having the first goal, they'll find a way to do it, you know, um, and and will effectively be plummeted back into the back into the same situation in that in that case, unless Labour and Lib Dems can and Greens for that matter can work together properly to coordinate and and you know try and get the try and get the biggest total seats between them. I just don't know if they will. Well, Otherwise, we're back in the, we're back in exactly the same situation. It all comes down to revoke. You have to be prepared to revoke. And Parliament is still, you know, we saw people go right uh, right out on a limb. We saw careers, party careers, ending tonight because people were brave enough to do it. Mm-hmm. 
but um, the they still won't they still won't vote for no to for for revoke rather than no. But deal they might in, vote in, for a referendum. Emergency situation. But they might vote for a referendum. I still think that. Um, well, then we're gonna need then we're gonna need a much long then we're gonna need a much longer extension. Well, as well, um, which I think would be on. Uh, which would be on offer for a referendum. So I, I, th- I, I don't know. I, I, I think, I think it would now. I'm not sure it would after another three month delay. I, th- I think that. Um, I, I think that. Well, I don't think it will come to that. I think. I, I think that things are going to move quite fast now, and um, there's, there's, there's a very unstable situation. There's no, there's no sustainable status quo here. Um, you're going to see major changes. Obviously, this government can't last because it's now 44 seats short of a majority. So it will fall. Uh, no. no, no, it can't. It, it will can't fall. Last. It will fall soon. It will fall. Uh, and I think it, that's what... How? What? How? We have to... Steve, we it's have, because no, they... There are, only two, there, are only two, there are only two ways. There are only two ways. It's not like the old days. Yeah, right. Let me it's not like answer. the old game. It's, gonna, it's, it's, it's going to fall because... Um, once we know what happens tomorrow with the no deal, uh, with, 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 with the legislation to block no deal, um, we, we, we're then in the run up to the 31st of October after the 31st of October, wherever we happen to be there, um, either the government, um, is going to fall in a vote of in a, in a confidence vote or it will present um, the, a, bit, a, a motion under the um, Fixed Parliament yeah. Act. Either way, there will be um, an election, I think, shortly after the 31st of October. I think that's inevitable. Um, and then you know we're in new territory, and then it's, it's entirely unpredictable. If you, you, we may end up again with a hung parliament, as you say, we may. There are all sorts of permutations, and you know there could be a very horrible outcome. Um, it's very, but, it's extremely, un, it's extremely unlikely that an anti-Brexit party is going to win a majority vote. Well, it doesn't That's have to be an anti-Brexit party. It just has to be. It's not going to happen. It just has to be a pro-referendum party. Or coalition saying, you know what, we're going to take this back. I think that's the only logical outcome here is that ultimately they'll be like, you know what, when Parliament's not finding a way out through this, either it's going to be uh, a no deal Tory party or Tory co- Tory led coalition that, that then pushes us out and we're, we're gone. Um, or it would be some other formulation which will say, you know what, the only way out of this is to take it back to the people and it back, goes back to the people. And then one way or other, but that's, 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 that's where we end up. I'm really not sure. I don't think stopping Brexit is dead at all. But I, it feels to me like uh, a referendum is in very deep in the long grass at the moment. It was mentioned I mean, so many times in interventions this, e- this evening in Parliament. Yes, that's true. Yes, that, yes. That, in a way that, that is, we would never have predicted no, a, year, right, a year right. ago. Even a year ago, we no, would never have seen. True. It was mentioned so many times by the, by the, by the sensible voices. What, what I perceive to be the sensible one, which I think that you know, I think my 
our senses are right there. They, they, are, they are the sensible ones. And you feel that they're the ones driving it now. And I think that they see that this is the only way out. All those people that said, well, you know what, I was for Remain, but I accepted the verdict of the people. But the people, this, the mandate's stale, it's gone, you know, we need to have a new mandate. We need to go back. And nobody wants to say revoke, but lots of people are saying, take it back for another vote. See what people have got to say now. What do people feel about it now? And that's, I think, I still think that that's you're right, the... You're right, you're right, you're right, there were a lot of inventions in Parliament today about that, absolutely. I hadn't really, <clears throat> I hadn't really taken that into, I hadn't really taken that into account, I have to, I have to say. And um, before that, I'd felt like it was, it was really a dying idea. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. Me- but you can easily imagine a situation where you end up with a Labour minority government with confidence and supply. They insist on going and renegotiating. Um, they get... They do. They do what Johnson said he was doing. In fact, they renegotiate. They they get tweaks to the uh, political declaration and so on, which we've always thought are possible. Um, and then take the de- and then take the deal back. Um, yeah, but don't forget, Tor- the- you know, there's enough Tories who would vote. For yeah, that, but the I Labour think. Party's position is now that there should be a referendum. Oh yeah, I mean, it's now. Well, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't know. I think that I think that. I, to me, that seems to me to be you know, the Ockham Razor. Ockham Razor says that that's that's the way out of this. Either it's going to be a No Deal, yeah. hard Tory um, Brexit after Johnson wins a surprise. Well, is it even a surprise? Johnson gets his election, and he will get he will get the election one way or the other. He will get the election probably before the end of the year. And either he wins, in which case it's a No Deal Brexit, and we're out. Or he doesn't, in which case it's a referendum. I'm talking myself into it, by the yeah, way. I no, don't know, maybe but... no. You are talking. You are turning yourself into it, but that. But it does make some. It does make linear linear yeah. sense though, the steps actually. Um, also, it, it strikes me that there's uh, much as you know the calls endlessly for for Corbyn and the Labour front bench to come out of unequivocally remain. Mm. There's actually a certain advantage to. Um, Corbyn trying to going to try and renegotiate in that it means if there was a referendum, the choices wouldn't the choices on the ballot paper wouldn't include no deal. Mm. You know, if he managed to get a tweaked deal, that would necessarily be put as one of the referendum options. Mm. Um, and I think that's important because what definitely looked like it was slipping away with any thought of that, and then it would revert to a no deal versus versus remain referendum, which I, as you know, I think is incredibly dangerous. Mm. I, I, you know, no, I don't I, think that would be. I don't think you should set, set yourself set yourself up for that kind of but thing the, after the, ref- the last three years. The referendum, you know? <laughs> a referendum, would end up being the the it would end it would only end up happening because it's this sort of, it's the option of the sensible people in parliament. If you see what I mean, and if if it's if it's the option of the sensible people in parliament, then then you're not going to have a no deal versus revoke. Referendum? No, 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 quite. No, absolutely. So if you get a referendum just, at all, just, I, it'll be a sensible one, I think. I do wonder whether you get enough MPs supporting a referendum, though. I have to say. Oh, um, but, I, I mean, but it, but that's a different question. Yeah. No, that does make that 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 actually does make a does make a lot of sense. And the alternative is the caretaker is yeah. that you know there's a vote of no confidence. We get you know this bill gets approved. And, then, and there's a vote of no confidence, and someone and others try to form governments. I mean, that's the just, that's the alternative. I just think the longer this goes on, the, the more people are just going to want to say, "Look, do over." 
I I agree. But also, the longer it goes on, the, the greater the chances of no deal, and the greater the chances yeah. of E27 yeah. just losing losing patience altogether. You know. Yeah. Speak, speaking um, of things going on for a really long time, <laughs> we're both yes, we're both indeed. yawning. Well, we, you know, we haven't talked to each other. We haven't talked it's to true, each other for a true. while. We haven't. We haven't actually. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a, couple, there's a couple of other things I want to mention. Yeah. Um, and the big one is uh, uh, the uh, rally for your rights. Yeah. Uh, which you can find on Twitter at rally, rally for you, right. rally for your rights, our rights with a four, with a four, with rally for our rights. Sorry, rally for our rights. Uh, you can also find it at rally for our rights dot uh, uk, um, and on Facebook, rally for our rights. So tell us about this. Yes, we have we have people we have people delving into Facebook to do this, which was wonderful of them. I've, I've deleted my account. So, I mean, so, so there were a group of us um, led by, uh, led by, as ever, by, uh, by Nikki from Final Save for All, a uh, bloke from Barnsley, lots of people know her as. Um, so when, so everybody will know that People's Vote, uh, for one reason or another, decided to change its, uh, change the date of the big march from the 12th to the 19th of October. Uh, and what, you know, whatever, that we do, I don't want to go into the rights and wrongs and the reasons of that and uh, the fairly poor way it was communicated at the time. Um, they have, you know, they did have, they did have some good reasons for it. And that's not the point. The point is that lots of people had booked tickets and had arranged their lives in ways that couldn't be moved to come to London and the first group that we thought of are UK citizens in the EU who were planning to travel to London for this and simply couldn't move their uh, move their tickets and couldn't couldn't afford to come if it if it was if if it required them buying new tickets and rebooking and moving their lives around. I mean, you know, there were people with wed- who who were going on holiday for wedding anniversaries the next weekend and you know things like this. Um, so at 50th birthdays and, and what have you. So we got together uh, online together, a few of us led by Nikki and with uh, Shira Marley Threpwood, um, who has been absolutely, absolutely incredible uh, in this. Um, and said, look, let's just, let's do it anyway. And let's do it for people who, who, who can't make it to the, can't make it to the, the, the later date. Let's try and make something positive out of all of these tickets, out of all these people who are going to be in London or could could be in London anyway that weekend. Let's not just have them, you know, uh, going for, going for tea at an art gallery or going shopping or whatever. Um, you know, let's try and do something. So, so that's rally. That's rally for our rights, and it it'll be different. Where where we are not at all in competition with uh, the big march, the People's Vote March on the 19th. If people could only go to one, they should go to the one on the 19th because that's the one where numbers count. That's the one where uh, we need huge numbers to have huge impact because that's that's what's at the centre of the impact of, a, of, a, of, a, of an event like this. So yeah, don't come to ours instead of the 19th. If you can come to both, that's wonderful. If you can, if if you if you're already locked in to the 12th of October, uh, come to uh, come to rally for our rights, and it, it'll be different. Uh, we're going to do a solemn and serious protest. Uh, it won't be a jamboree. We're at the stage where 
jamborees are not going to help convince the rather small number of MPs that we need to convince and we need to get on board and we need to keep on board and we need to give fortitude to and and and, and courage to um and jamborees and jamborees are not going to mm-hmm. are not going to do that um so yeah we're 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 very much thinking in terms of targeting the people that we want to see the message the message and this is about those who are having their rights removed by brexit which begins with the 5 million but is everybody every you know every demographic will lose rights literally every uk citizen will lose the right to free movement in the, in, in the eu so there is not a single person who's not losing rights and now we see as we've thought all along as with any right wing coup um the the rights that are under threat go way 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 beyond just things like free freedom of movement they go right down to uh they go right down to equalities and non-discrimination stuff i mean there are reports that uh, they're going to try and weaponize uh uh dislike of my of of minorities such as uh, trans uh and try to get this as you know trend it's trendy left wing to do this um we know that when they come for one they'll come for another and they'll come for another and they'll come for another mm. uh, so everybody's under threat um but we want this to be a platform for the people who 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 are, whose rights are most a threat whose whose lives are and the way they live lives are are most a, most a threat most under threat from this and we'll have we've got some i i can't te- say what the plans are yet um but we're rather pleased with the plans and i think we'll be asking people to dress soberly as well i mean we're not telling people not to bring eu flags and and so on that's not um it's not really feasible and not really not really fair on people either but um you know where i've always had the thought that uh things change when people when when accountants start protesting about stuff rather than when students and mm. crusty looking crusty looking people like me do you know um you imagine if everybody was dressed in uh office wear marching down whitehall you need a few thousand people in suits and ties walking down whitehall to make the government utterly shit itself in my view whereas you need a million to have any chance of that of people in eu t-shirts you know uh so so yeah we're trying to do something different and we're trying to make it complementary um it's certainly not in competition we're not te- we're not saying that the people's vote march should be a carbon copy of this and we're not trying to do a co- we're very much not trying to do a carbon copy of the the people's vote march and please please come along if you can like i say if you've got a choice between the two go to the other one um absolutely and we'll we'll all be promoting the shit out of the one on the people's vote one on the on the 19th make no mistake um so uh so yeah i mean please uh support this and we're supported by a very wide range of groups we're supported by lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of different uh different different groups um which is fantastic which is really really fantastic i'm very very pleased about um and we even got a shout out on uh on romaniac as well which was very very kind indeed of them to do that uh now here comes the here comes the plea. 
here comes the inevitable. We need a bit of money to do this. We don't need a lot of money. We just need a few thousand to do it. We've got to pay stewards. Uh, we have to pay for the cleaner. We have to pay for additional policing. And it, we don't expect it to be a large amount a large amount of money in crowdfunding terms. We don't need 100k to do this. Uh, we need a few thousands to do it. And uh, and we are involved in it. Have all put in what we can afford for it already, um, and are willing to take on a certain amount of liability uh, if things go if things go wrong. Um, but obviously, that has to be that has to be limited. We can't have people risking being bankrupted by this either. So, um, so yeah, if you can help, please do. Any small, the smallest amount is still absolutely fantastic. Um, in fact, we'd rather have lots and lots of small amounts. That would be that would be absolutely wonderful. And yeah, hopefully we can make something something positive and something that gets a message that isn't uh, isn't the usual the usual me- message. Uh, this is about the the need to defend rights, the need to defend all existing rights, um, and and avoid the slippery slope because. Like I say, if if they if they come for one group, they'll come for the others. I was talking to my daughter today, who started um, sec- her first day at secondary school, um, mm. and she uh, she she was on the phone. And she said, "Oh, um, Daddy, I think that the uh, I think my new headmistress might be a bit anti-Brexit because she said in the school <laughs> assembly something along the lines of." Brexit might lead to an erosion of our rights, but in this school, or, but in this school, we still guarantee them or something. Oh wow! Oh, wow. Nice. No, I, I think I, I, I wouldn't say she's Andy Brexit, <laughs> but she did say. <laughs> yeah. Well, look. I mean, the thing is, um, the rights. The the point about rights is is is. is goes right to the heart of it doesn't it and i think it it, it marries yeah. across to the broadening of the um the, the the coalition if you like where now we're seeing yeah, exactly um, exactly we're seeing that people are, are actually worried about the erosion of democracy and and and, and we need to sort of link into that exactly. and we say well that, that this is what it's about it is about guaranteeing that people's democratic rights the fundamental freedoms fundamental rights are preserved and and there is a risk that they won't and we, be and we see yeah because and it's not just about uh it's not just about membership of the eu um membership of the eu is is uh is by far the best way to guarantee those rights but hopefully people can see that these people these people will do anything. Mm. So if it serves their purpose to demonise a bit of society, if it serves their purpose to remove rights from workers, if it serves their purpose to remove equalities legislation, they will. They'll do fucking anything. They couldn't they literally couldn't give a shit. Because we we've seen that they have no moral no moral boundaries whatsoever. Nothing is beyond the pale. They look down the camera and lie. They try to close down Parliament and then claim it's routine. Um, they they utterly gaslight a nation on over over the impact of No Deal. You know, I mean, arguing against their own forecasts and their own analysis. Mm. Um, Claiming that they're claiming that their government is lying, but they're different because the the people who did the reports are are establishment and they're not. Mm. You know, and I think, and I I really think and hope people are realizing this. This isn't 
This isn't about whether you have an ideological belief in the UK's membership of the European Union or not. You know, that's not what this is just about. <laughs> mm. uh, it's way, 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 way beyond this. Yeah. And and if, if Brexit happens and if no deal Brexit happens, there's no way back from this. So, um, yeah. So I, I really in, in, encourage encourage people to okay you know even even if you can't make it to a march to 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 look at it in those terms yeah. look what, what, let's close on that I, I think that's a strong point on which to close i think um it's really late it's now two o'clock in the morning here in brussels it's two o'clock um, in the morning and i'm gonna try and mix this before i go to bed uh, so well i'm gonna upload my track and get some sleep because yeah. Christ knows i need it um but um, no, it's really great to have you back, Steve. It feels like it's been far too long, and um, I, I'm yeah. I think we we might not podcast on a weekly basis, but we do aim to be back and doing this reasonably regularly now. Um, regularly, if not frequently, yeah, yeah, or yeah. oh, yeah. not as frequently, yeah, something like that. But um, yeah. anyway, it's very good to have you back, Steve. Well, I mean, to make up for it, well, Cake Watch are doing two week at the, t- at the moment. So, and fucking good on them. Romaniacs. Because the, qual- the quality, Romaniacs, sorry. I mean, if, if anything, the, uh, uh, if anything, the quality is going up, not, not down from the increased frequency. So, uh, so they're doing, they're doing an absolutely fantastic job. Um, no, no, but it is nice to be back and it's nice to have something, uh, hopefully have something positive to it and there's, uh, there are there are other there's, there's all sorts of stuff out there did you i listened to six million and rising for the first time i don't know why i hadn't heard this before but have you heard this oh, it's very good isn't it yeah yeah, it's, yeah it's very i mean good, it's, yeah. it's it's very yeah. much the opposite 60, 16 16 million rising. yes yeah. it's very much the opposite yeah. of what we do <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, no, it's absolutely. professionally produced and sort of <laughs> tight and um yeah but no, it's, um, there's lots of things for you to listen to um, if you don't want to listen to us if we're not there. So. And we're not doing live of the week because we've been away for so many weeks and there have been so many lives. Uh, so we'll try, we'll try and resurrect live of the week. Um, but there's just so much that we, we'd have to do a whole bumper uh, omnibus episode <laughs> to get through any of it. So... <laughs> Live of the week will be back. Well, shall we just? Yeah, I mean, J- Jacob Rees-Mogg oh, standing Chris's got up. One in mind. Well, no, I, I mean, no, Jacob Rees-Mogg got a special look when he's like, "Hang on a minute, hang on a minute, I've got one in no, mind." No, it's not even in mind. It's just let's. We listened tonight to Jacob Rees-Mogg standing up there as the leader of the house, saying that the move by Parliament to assert its authority over the executive was tyrannical and anti-democratic, and and. Contrary to the constitution, constitutionally irregular. I think. Well, anyway, but there you he, go. He does. I mean, he doesn't. Don't think. You know. Don't. He doesn't believe that. He. You've got to. Look, no, no, you've no. got to. Once you start looking it through the lens, that. Well, that's why it's a lie, Steve. It's, not. Not. Not only do they not mean it, it's fucking irrelevant whether they mean it or not. They. They consider it to be irrelevant whether they believe it's true or not. They consider the concept of truth to be totally irrelevant. Yeah. It's not an issue. Um, and once you start looking through that prism, things start to make a little bit more sense, I think. Yeah. Right. Great. Well, you thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much, dear listeners, um, if you made it this far in. Sorry that we're a bit exhausted and knackered. Um, but it would be pointless making one tomorrow because everything would have changed anyway. 
uh, we'd, be, we'd be out of date already in the time it takes to mix it. So, um, so we thought we should we should really uh, crack on tonight. I've also got rehearsal. And I've got songs to learn for a rehearsal. Um, so I've got to go and learn uh, "Ironic" by. Uh, oh my god, I am tired. <laughs> Get a bed, Steve. And. Yeah, and I've got to resist the temptation to shout. It's not ironic, it's just a coincidence. Every every chorus as well. So. Good night. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.